Growing up when I was a younger lad, I always looked for attention. I always acted up to get some type of a response. And it didn't matter if it was positive or negative. Just so I can get some kind of reaction to feed off of. I was no different than your common household or jungle parasite sucking blood out of the host. Thankfully, I grew up and no longer need or depend on that symbiotic relationship. Because nowadays, I do my thing on the radio and in the prison, as you know. I don't need or expect any kind of response or applause. I I know that I'm doing the will of God, and that's all that matters to me. Uh, I'm like a parrot repeating what I read in the Bible. And I let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm no longer some kind of performing clown or some desperate comedian in Vegas who lives or dies on whether the house likes them and claps for them. Terrible way to live, by the way. But I must say, every now and then, I get bits of encouragement, which is always nice, reinforcing the fact that I am doing some good out there, that my efforts aren't in vain. I got this email from a young lady out of nowhere the other day. Her name is Dana, who is a bit of a poet and rapper herself. I actually read one of her poems over Easter time last year. Her email goes like this. Hello, Mr. Robert Pavlinski. This is Dana. I'm sure you remember the name. If not, I'm the girl who wrote you the poem, Jesus is My Best Friend, from Northampton County Prison. I want to just say thank you for mentioning me in your podcast. It really means a lot to me. I was still participating, uh, or I was still partially incarcerated at the time. I was in a rehab, but I had a majority of my family listen to it, and they loved it. When I heard you call me the female Eminem, I almost died. I was so excited. My mother actually told me, and it seriously almost brought me to tears. I just wanted to say thank you. It's crazy. I listened to it now almost a year later, but it was so awesome. Also, I wanted to say I found a copy of your book, Some Somebody Left Behind, and I just couldn't pass it up. Now I have four copies, hoping to give one to somebody one day in hopes they love your poetry as much as I do. But I'll have to know that they love the book just as much as me, and it won't be just some throwaway to them. Also, I wanted to tell you how much your poems really mean to me and how I am inspired by them. They gave me a reason to fully believe in Jesus Christ. Not that I didn't before, but it truthfully brought me comfort and faith and left some of the past to rest. You are an amazing writer. I'm so happy God brought me to you. Thank you for the opportunity you gave me to write that poem for you. Also, I just wanted to let you know, in almost everything I write, I put Jesus in it, even my raps. People may not think it's hard, but it sounds so faithful, they don't know what hard means. Some of these people are just truthfully lost and scared, and I'm hoping to bring them to light. Thank you again. Much love. God loves you. Sincerely, Dana. And in parentheses, she says, Feminem. <laughs> Taking M&M and adding the fem in front to make it feminine as herself.
feminem. I like that. I found out later that Dana is now a full-time college student and trying different positive avenues for her life. She's a testament that people can turn their life around no matter what age you are. Because we all make mistakes. We all get in over our head. But that's not to say we're doomed to a certain negative life for the rest of our life. No. The most important thing in this email is that it sounds clear that Dana's gotten closer to Jesus Christ. And that really warms my heart. It does. Because this life is a journey. We all have our ups and downs. So when you're down, realize you're not going to be down forever. This shall pass. And better things are to come. Because God has a special plan for all of our lives. A plan for our welfare and not for our destruction. He gives us a future full of hope. I also like how... Uh, somebody down on their luck, confused, without direction in life, can now become a leader, instrumental in spreading the word of God, like Dana is now doing. God has shown her the way because of her commitment and conviction to Jesus. So no longer is she just helping herself. She's now helping others find their way through this life. I love that transformation. As all of us are a work in progress, a mound of clay being sculpted, it's a beautiful thing. I think in the summertime, we'll have Dana on uh, on the show so she can give us a little rendition of her spiritual poems. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And since we started off with the poetry, poems or poems, however you say that word, I'm going to read another one just for kicks out of the Don't Bring Up God book that you, that you can find on pavlinskypoems.com. That's P-A-V-L-I-N-S-K-Y, pavlinskypoems.com. And all you got to do is go to the site and press the button that says God Speaks to You. And they'll all be there, all pretty looking and shiny. Here's one called God's Help. How many things have I tried that didn't work? Spinning my wheels, I'm going berserk. All the money and time I spend trying, major effort and work, and still I'm dying. I get back up each time that I fall. It's just a matter of time before I stand tall. I'm smart, good-looking enough, and strong too. Anything I want bad enough, I can do. But still it doesn't work out the way I want it. Until finally I run out of steam and quit. I'm only human. I can try for only so long before I admit something is terribly wrong. God's way and not mine will allow me to succeed. It's his plan for my life that no one can impede. He utilizes all my abilities and talents to perfection. All I had to do was ask for God's help and direction. Too smart for God. There are professors who make high and mighty contentions that the Bible is nothing more than a false, a farce. Some scholars condemn its historical inaccuracies, trying to use logic and reason to make believers sparse. The wisdom of the world is absurdity with God. These people are wasting their time. The very definition of faith supposes that there is no absolute proof. Their pride and arrogance should be a crime. 
You begin to learn the lessons early. Wanting and getting a new toy, clothes, job, house, or car. The the anticipation is great and the thrill is temporary, leaving you seeking once again something else better by far. By nature, we always seem to be desperately looking for something or somebody to fill the black hole within. A relationship with God is that first and last piece of the puzzle, stopping this wild goose chase, allowing a life with peace to begin. Yep, don't bring up God. It's for regular people like you and me, like me and you. Let Robert know how God and the Bible pertains or doesn't pertain to your life. Hey, one way or the other, like blondes or brunettes, shaman or scot, a coffin or urn. We're here every uh, Sunday morning uh, from 8 uh, to 9 on WAEB, uh, 790 AM. Yeah, and certainly, listen to call. Hey, is there uh, such a thing as a paper boy anymore? Waking up early before school to deliver newspapers on their route? In all kinds of weather? Wow, my, my hat's off to anybody that can get up as a kid 5.30 in the morning to do such a thing. My mom needed a foghorn and a crowbar to get me out of bed. Sometimes bribing me with a chocolate Pop-Tart. Yeah, those things were quick to make and tasty. But no way could they be healthy for you. Because no doubt the Pop-Tart contributes to the pop heart attack 40 years down the line. Now, to get my kids up for school, I used to blare music. Opera worked pretty well. Opera? Listen, that was even an opera-sounding lyric. Opera, as it went up higher? Maybe not. So anyway, I was uh, given this newspaper article to read about a paper boy like 50 years ago. And here's what it says. Okay. Let's see. Neither rain nor sleet nor snow nor hail can keep some Pocono record carriers from their appointed task. So it was Friday morning for Stu up in Stroudsburg, who, despite several inches of rather unwanted new snow, faithfully delivered the Pocono record to those people fortunate enough to be on his route. Stu, who has been a carrier for the record for five years, must have been an unusual sight to those who, to those up early enough to see him as he carried the newspapers from door to door. Although he has been known to use his unusual mode of conveyance before on his delivery route, It was particularly useful under weather conditions that were fit for neither man nor beast. Still, it was a beast, one of burden, which carried our carriers, which carried our carrier along his route. Stu, in shades of the Pony Express, rode his horse. Man, can you imagine that? A 12-year-old kid riding a horse door-to-door on a cold, snowy day? Tossing your newspaper on the front porch? That's awesome. You know, this kid took my dream when I was a kid. 
Because I would imagine and dream of riding a horse throughout my neighborhood. I just loved horses. Watching them graze and when my parents would drive by a, a farm. I just wanted to ride one. And here's this kid all saddled up in the deep snow in Stroudsburg. He was, he, he was living my dream. And what's worse, the stew in this article is the same stew who calls this Don't Bring Up God radio show. He's the guy that stole my dreams. I wanted to be the hero that that uh, on, on that horse, clippity-clopping around on his back six feet above the ground. And, and, and maybe showing off by doing a Lone Ranger, high old silver pose for everybody to see. But nevertheless, I'm happy for Stu as he apparently grew up on a farm with access to several different kinds of animals, I'm happy for him. As I, at 12, uh, 12 years old, clumsily attempted to walk through a foot of snow to the store. One time, tried to ride my bike, slipping, sliding, and falling. I almost broke my neck. I just didn't happen to be privileged to have my own horsey. Beautiful black horse with a white stripe down the front of its face. Oh, well. So Stu, our caller, was the one that texted me with the article, along with the with old pictures, which included one of him when he was 12 years old, sitting on this black horse called Charlie Brown. I, I look at that picture imagining it's me. I didn't tell him that, but I guess he knows now. All right, that's enough of that. I just thought it was... Uh, Cute little story. Hey, did you guys see uh, the interview? Uh, Tucker interviewing Putin? That was quite interesting. I'm sure someone has something to say about that. I don't really, but you might. If so, you can call 833-707-7900 or anything on your mind once again. But I must say it took courage for Putin uh, to do the interview at all, knowing that Tucker would throw anything at him. I know one president that would never even think of doing that, our, our buddy Biden. He would never expose himself to such honesty. No. I guess Tucker had a problem with Putin talking about history. Uh, he even joked about it that, you know, American journalism gives a question and wants an answer right away. But in the beginning, I guess Putin went off to, into historical facts little background information to let us know how we all got here. I thought it was interesting, but some people don't have patience for that. Whatever. Hey, let's go back to my uh, Don't Bring Up God book. We're on a roll here. Yeah, we are. Page 23 for you's following along. Let's see here. Trust is hope. This is one of my, one of my good ones. I, I wrote this probably in about two minutes. Because I lived it. And a lot of people have. But trust is hope. And what do we mean by that? Trust is hope. Uh, essentially, trusting in God and the Word of God and the Bible. Once you trust that system, hope comes your way. Because God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, but primarily God and Jesus, they promise us so many things in the Bible. Tons of promises. I like, the, I like the main one where he has a special plan for our life. Not for our destruction, but for our, for our well-being and our welfare. 
hey, I'll tap into that all day long. So once you trust, you get hope. And I know there's a lot of people out there that feel hopeless, that have no hope whatsoever. How do you even get up in the morning? you got to have something going on. I don't care how small, medium, or large it is. got to have hope. Hope, hope, hope. You have faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. I'm sure you've heard that. All right, trust is hope. Pathetically helpless, nowhere to go. Tired of trying, never feeling so low. Same circle of failure, nothing will ever work. The temporary ups and the long-lasting downs drive me berserk. Getting my hopes up only to be smashed down makes me feel like a clown with a permanent frown. I just don't want to do it anymore. Want to hide want to hide from the world depressed to the core. Back to the same old vices that I tried to stop. Wallowing in misery, my life is a flop. Quick and short-lasting thrills leaving me worse. It just seems like an everlasting curse. So now what happens all by myself alone? A humbling, broken-down silence cuts me to the bone. I have one and only choice. All other doors are shut. Trust in God will get me out of my deadly rut. Yeah. Again, trust. It opens up doors, like Paul says in the Old Testament. The doors, I think, I don't know if it was singular or plural, but the door of opportunity is open wide for us. And that happens once you become a believer and give up on yourself and go God's way. That's essentially what you're doing. As, as the book says, okay, what does it say? Uh, those who seek their life to, uh, and, and attempt to gain it will lose it. But those who lose their life on my account will gain it. And yeah, that's a mouthful right there. Because we're grown up to do it our way, our pig-headed way, our stubborn pig-headed way. How many people in the room right now are stubborn and pig-headed? Huh? And if there's no one else in the room with you at this particular time, just look in the mirror. You'll find them. Ha! <laughs> oh, man. Right, let me see if I can get another one in here. Lottie. A lot of these pictures are taken in the Lehigh Valley, up north, Lehigh Township, Danielsville, uh, Palmerton area. Uh, let's see, Bethlehem. Uh, Jersey, Delaware, California, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty. I'm in this picture, by the way. Yeah, look at me up there on top of a mountain looking down with my gray hair starting to kick in. I only had gray hair on the sides at this point. Look at that dark hair. Look at that young stud. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but bored guy. Look at this guy. He's a handsome young man, isn't he? Or younger man. Or do you like my gray hair? Board guy, you can be honest with me. I look a little distinguished, don't I? <laughs> you know, the looks and expressions of the board guy are precious. In fact, I would love to take uh, take them on camera and then write poems with them. Write my four verse poems, and instead of my, instead of my nature backgrounds, I would have the board guy's expressions. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're priceless. All right. Have no love for the world. Yeah, and this is appropriate for us, isn't it? Because our whole life is wrapped up in, in this world and as if there's nothing else. Are you out of your mind? We live for the next life. 
the prize is the new heavens and the new earth with our new glorified bodies. Keep telling yourself that and reminding yourself. It takes the edge off in this life down here. And we still pursue goals, goals and aspirations. There's no doubt about that. But we don't crumble and think it's the end of the world when we don't get them. No, it just gives you a whole different perspective that benefits you. Why wouldn't you do something that benefits you? I don't understand. Have no love for the world. Nothing that the world affords comes from the Father. It's the life of empty show, a pathetic bother. The world is largely motivated by money and greed. It considers very little to what you truly need. It, con- it, it considers very little to what you truly need. Yeah. For the wisdom of the world is absurdity with God. Don't engage. Don't let it hinder or prod. Learn more and more not to go the world's way. Remain in God's camp to stay. Walk with wise men and you will become wise. Seek out godly people and open your eyes. The companion of fools will fare badly. They will bring you down gladly. And you know that's true. Block out the nonsense each day. Don't let the world tempt you to stray. You are not to spend what remains of your earthly life on human desires. Your happiness depends on what God requires. Man, do we realize that? I hope so. And as I said, on some of these, on some of these uh, poems, uh, there's Bible quotes in there. And I just read one per paragraph. Let me, let me, what were they? Nothing that the world affords come from the Father. It's the life of empty show. For the wisdom of the world is absurdity with God. Walk with wise men and you will become wise. You are not to spend what remains of, of your earthly life on human desires. We need to know this stuff. People are so concerned about politics today. Instead of being on left or right, like your very life depends on it, how about being up or down? Heaven or hell? Yeah, your life does depend on that, comrades. Don't bring up God keeps it all in perspective. No donkey or elephant party here, just God and the Bible. Don't bring up God is here uh, Sunday mornings on WAEB 790 AM from eh, 8 to 9, give or take. And by the way, is donkey Democrat or Republican? Eh, who knows? Who cares? Hee-haw, hee-haw. Phone number is 833-707. 7900. Hey, big Super Bowl day today, isn't it? Super Bowl? I I heard this from uh the board guy actually. It was quite intriguing and funny at the same time. He he said, "Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Will it be the 49ers, the Chiefs, or Taylor Swift?" I thought that was funny. That Taylor Swift is so annoying. Isn't she? What's she even doing there? There's something funny going on there. I don't need to see her, and true football fans don't. Maybe it's increasing the ratings for teeny boppers. Who knows? But uh, there's a lot of talent on both teams. So it should be interesting. I'm going to watch. Are you going to watch? Just don't. Just don't make it the world like it's the most important thing in life. It's not. I, I, I asked this question. It starts around 6.30, the Super Bowl, right? And say you're in your house, and in one room, the Super Bowl's just about to start, like five seconds to go. 
And in the other room is Jesus Christ sitting, waiting to have a conversation with you. Which door would you open and go in? Huh? Or would you try to go in Jesus' door and leave the other one open so you could hear at the same time you're talking to God Almighty? Huh? I think a lot of people would go directly to the Super Bowl room and say, ah, well, when it's over, if Jesus is still there, I'll talk to him. You know, that's a problem. You don't think that's a problem? That's a problem. Don't make an idol out of anything. Don't put anything above God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. That's where all our problems begin. And the craziness starts. God comes first. Above your spouse, above your kids, family, friends, uh, worldly possessions, your house, everything. Even your life. Ooh. That's where everybody stopped. And even my life. What's he talking about? Am I going to die for Jesus? Well, you would die for your kids, wouldn't you? Most parents would. Yeah, you would. If you're going to die for your kids, shouldn't you be willing to die for Jesus? The whole meaning of life? Yeah, you think about that. In between, uh, in between breaks on the Super Bowl when the commercial plays. And these commercials are supposed to be so great, right? I don't know. I thought they were lame the last five years, five to ten years. There's nothing there. They're paying a lot, but... You know, they always try to influence people one way or the other, subtly, preferably, when you don't know it. Because tons of people, hundreds of millions are watching. Ah, whatever. Do whatever you want. All right. Going the other way. Yeah, interesting title there. Going the other way. I'm looking for a good time, whatever it will take. Don't care if it's plastic, superficial, and fake. It's the way of the world. You got to play. I got no time for going the other way. People think I'm happy and got it all. They don't know or see when I hit the wall. Hiding my depression, frustration, and misery every day? Privately, I consider going the other way. How long can I continue before it catches up with me? I don't think I'm fooling anybody anymore. They all can see. I'm making a fool out of myself as I mentally decay. It's a matter of survival I'm going the other way. Don't care if people think I'm uncool, weird, or foolish. I'm tired of lying all around, all alone, rather, like a broken dish. I have made my decision. I will not sway. I'm following the word of God. I'm going the other way. Hopefully we all come to that decision as soon as possible. The next one is one way out, and it has a very ominous sky in the background. It's like greenish, yellowish kind of thing. When the sky gets a tint of green, you better be careful. You better get under some shelter because nasty things are afoot. Just like this caller we got at 833-707-7900. Who's this? Go ahead. You're on. Hello? Hello? Go ahead. What's up? Hey, man. I just want to do a call and say what's up, man. You, you come in jail every Sunday, and uh, I just want to say I appreciate you. And uh, you really helped us out. Oh, um, are you still in there, unfortunately, or are you out? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. But uh, I went to your Bible studies a couple of times, or whatever you want to call them. Don't bring up God. And uh, they really helped a lot of us. And uh, is there so? Is there um? Is there um? 
say something where I can remember you. I mean, is there anything that comes to? I mean, well, I don't want you. To, I don't want you to know who I am. I don't want you to say who I am, but football player. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm not going to say who you are. I don't. I don't use names. I'm not here to throw somebody yeah. out on the chopping block. I know exactly who you are. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, so, I enjoyed white, you. I enjoyed you. Um, white, white boy football player. What's that? <laughs> the white guy football player. I yeah, I know. I got gotcha. you. Hey, it yeah, is yeah. really nice talking to you. So you listen to the show then? I've. I've, I've, I've I've wanted to listen to it so many times, and I, I, I'm, I'm, going, I'm on the way to the YMCA right now to work out, and I turned it on, and I said, man, I want to call in and let him know how, how much he helped us and how uh, appreciative I was. And, and every, all the guys were. I mean, it, you really uh, gave us an hour and a half of, uh, of your time, and we appreciate it. And uh, I don't have much more to say. I just wanted to call and tell you I love you, I appreciate you, and I don't know if people know you come into the jails, but... You take your time out, and you spend time with the women's and the men's, and it's uh, it's life-changing for people. So I just wanted to call and tell you I love you, and I just wanted to thank you. Well, I got to shiver up and down my spine. I really thank you, and let's all keep God close, right? Absolutely, and I'm going to keep in touch with you. All right, no problem. My, you, got, my, you got my, uh, uh, my email, my website. You can call or email, whatever you want to do. You're the man. You're the man. Maybe we'll get some coffee one day. God bless you. All right, thank you. You know what? You know, I, I'm almost speechless. <sighs> the conversations that we've had in the joint, whatever you want to call it, were amazing. And I, I often said every now and then that I feel the Holy Spirit in me and in the guys or the women. Because it was fiery. Uh, it was total honesty, which most people are afraid of. But it was incredibly honest and still is. And it's such a beautiful thing. And for somebody, after they get out and, and take the time to call and give me a bit of encouragement, I'm telling you, I get shiver up and down my spine. And that motivates me to continue because I need it just as much as anybody else. Nice. Uh, I was going to say something else. What else was I going to say? Uh, hmm. Oh, yeah, the point is uh, people that go to jail. Let's not look down on them, all right? First of all, we've all done things in our lives that could have ended us in there, you know, either short periods of time or long periods of time. We just didn't happen to get caught, and it, didn't hap- it just didn't happen to materialize into something really bad to get us in there. They're people just like you and me. Now, I must say, when I first went in there, I was scared and intimidated. I didn't know what to expect, but, man, the... the, the the girls and the boys, man, they're all they're all good. They're my neighbors, you know? So don't look down on them, seriously. A lot of these guys got talent and gifts. They all do. And and uh, uh, inspiration, a lot of uh, some know the Bible more than me. Very interesting group, and I've, I've probably learned more from them than they learned from me. I don't know. Maybe it's a tie. Yeah, crazy. Good stuff, man. Woo. All right. All right. Let's get back to this book. And I had like maybe, I don't know, 1,200, 1,300 books that I all got I got rid of with uh, in about 14 months' time. I don't have any more. I actually have three more left. That's it. But like I said, go to pavlinskypoems.com, and they're there, one after the other, for free. Relax and read them. 
I know that they helped me actually. They help everybody, and it's Bible stuff in in a different format. That's all it is. And like I say, I added another seventy. So, PavlinskyPoems dot com. Tap the button that says God speaks to you. All right, one way out. And as I said, this has an ominous picture to it, yellow and green sky. And the sun is uh, cracking through. And again, uh, some of the people in the joint or uh, in the clink, as they used to call it years ago. A lot of people don't know, never heard that one. But in jail, whatever. Um, I believe there was a woman that said, you know, look at that heart. Look at the sun. It's in the shape of a heart, which it is. I never noticed that before. And then one of the guys, I think, later said, underneath that sun, there's eagle's wings. Awesome. Because in the Bible, it says, if I can remember, uh, eagle's wings, what it says, um, in, in times of trouble, we seek refuge in the shadow of God's wings until harm passes. So there's a heart there and Eagle's wings. And that's pretty cool, I must say. Never noticed it before. That's page 26. 26 on the, on the scroll of poems on that pavlinskypoems.com website. It says, one way out. Oh, I can't move. I can't get out of bed. I feel like I'm one second from being dead. It seems my depression has sunk to an all-time low. When are the winds of optimism going to blow? My future looks bad, never going to get better. Nothing but thunderstorms will be the weather. And money, what money? Can I ever catch up? The bills never stop. They runneth over my cup. It feels like there is absolutely no, I mean no hope. In years to come, how do I possibly cope? Why have you forsaken me? As Jesus himself asked on the cross, I decided then and there... I will not be some tragic loss. You know, Jesus on the cross said those very words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt those emotions and feelings just like we do sometimes. Like, God, where are you? I need your help. I'm waiting on you. Is this all a myth or or a joke, a practical joke? I need your help. God's listening. And in his time, he will come to the rescue as a savior. He will set something up positive for you. And most, and most of all, he sets it up in your mind and body and heart where you have that inner peace, where you can actually handle trials and tribulations, troubles and problems. And, and you can get through being poor and barely making your bills and sometimes living homeless. And, and going through all this crap that we all go through from time to time, he'll get you through it. How many times did I say, and the Bible talks about, the poor person with a belief in Jesus is much more content and happy and, and in a great and a, in a best position as opposed to the rich guy? How many times did Trump say every rich guy, millionaire, billionaire I know is miserable? Now, I don't know any millionaires other than the board guy, but I'll take his word for it. Again, what good is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul in the process? I'm sorry. Your inner peace and, and love and, and 
and joy and happiness. That's where it's at. All this other stuff is ancillary, if that's the right word. I like that word. But uh, get we all have to be... We all have to have the overall perspective of life, and that starts with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I hope you can freely bring up God to family and friends, but sometimes they look at you like you got worms crawling out of your ears. As if what is wrong with you? Their message is loud and clear. Don't bring up God. But on this show, don't bring up God, we bring up God. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's the Don't Bring Up God Show with Robert every Sunday morning from 8 to 9. Yo, we talked about throwing up on a boat, the Wizard of Oz, the prostate, and the bad attitude of an ostrich. But the best, most important topics of all are God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Bible. Yeah, come join the party and call us live. Yeah, and you definitely can call at 833-707-7900. Woo, what a surprise guest call we just had. All right. Talking about the importance of the Bible. This one says, read the Bible. And somebody questioned me that there's a picture of the Bible there with all kinds of colors and underlinings and so forth. And he uh, he claimed it wasn't my Bible. We'll get to your call right after this uh, little story here. And he said, uh, that's not your Bible. I mean, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I didn't know for sure if he was serious, but... He was uh, serious, apparently, so I brought in my Bible, and I showed him that exact page, and he matched it up, and he said, all right, I stand corrected. Read the Bible. All right, let's get, to the, uh, let's get this call first at 833-707-7900. Who's this? Good morning, Robert. Hey, the, that's the Pony Express man. Oh, uh, yeah. That was back in the 70s, uh, riding Charlie Brown. He yeah. was a chestnut brown horse. He looked black. Yeah. Well, the pictures that I sent you were black and white photographs from back then. But uh, he was chestnut and uh, chestnut color with white stripe down his forehead. How did you come up with the name Charlie Brown? Well, I think it was my sister and my mother did that due to the fact that he was he was chestnut and brown and uh, white white socks and that white stripe that would go down his forehead. But he was chestnut color, uh, which is a brownish color. You miss your horsey. It, it was a great pal, and and one thing that I wanted to say uh, that was a fantastic call that you got from that fellow from prison, talking about how you going into prisons um, helps these people, and a lot of people uh, end up in prison because they're young and and uh, misdirected, and they have nothing. They have nothing. They have no guidance, and they have no one, and. Uh, you know, not every child's life is a, uh, let's say, a bowl of cherries. And so when you grow up in a rough neighborhood or a dysfunctional family or something like that, uh, and you have nothing or no one uh, for guidance, uh, you end up in bad places. And for me, I can thank God that uh, what surrounded me were these animals. And these animals were like angels. Uh, you had somebody to meditate with, or let's say that horse, you jump on that horse or took a ride or something, or even the collie. 
uh, kennel dogs. They were they were great friends, and so you know this is the thing. Um, so what would you pick? What would you pick? Your horse or a human being friend? Which was a better friend, and who would you choose if you had to pick one or the other? Uh, I'd probably pick that horse. Yeah, a lot of people say that, man, because a horse ain't going to turn on you, or will they? Well, it depends. They can read your mind. Animals, I'm, I'm a firm believer, can read uh, humans' minds. They they know what you think when you're thinking it, and uh, they treat you the way you treat them, and so on. It seems that way. It seems that way. Animals yeah. are beautiful, and they are here to assist us and help us as we assist and help them. Mutual. Well, you know, this is the thing. There's plenty of horses and animals that get uh, thrown away, and people have them and toss them away. But uh, they give an awful lot to so many people. They fill a lot of empty voids and... Um, that horse, I can tell you, I can tell you how many times I would put my forehead on his forehead and we would just stand there and rest and think, you know. Yeah. And uh, thank God for that horse. Uh, well, thank you. the horse, but pets in general, they're, they're God's angels. Thank you for well, sending that, was that article. fantastic call but from your, your uh, prison person there. That's uh, really And you're right. Some some most of them come from horrific pasts. Uh you wouldn't believe some of the stories I hear, but some not. Some come from middle class or even upper and are quite and are quite doing well, doing quite well rather. Uh but a lot aren't and we have to be more understanding and compassionate. That's all I'm saying. Well, thank you, Robert. Uh, a lot of us appreciate what you you do and the Bible says go into the homes uh, go into the prisons and uh, especially old folks' homes and stuff like that. Definitely, and they're there I waiting. When I was, yeah, yeah. Well, people were alone in there, and I've seen it. I worked in those old folks' homes, and and they have no one, you know. And we're instructed to seek the lost and the lonely, for that matter. Hey, thanks for the call. Love your horsey. Very good, Robert. See ya. We got a call at eight three three seven zero seven. 7,900. Who's this? Paul. Morning, Rob. What's up? Hey, thanks, thanks for your ministry. You're, you're a real inspiration to a lot of people that you don't even realize, but, uh, but keep it up. And uh, you know what? I, I think of your, your uh, prison folks that you talk to, and uh, I think most of us were knuckleheads and did some things that could have incarcerated us. Absolutely. But, but for the grace of God, here I, here I am. You know, so we kind of got away, away with some of the stuff. But, you know, let's keep in mind, you know, these everything that's going on in the world, is it's, it's like it seems like it's imploding. But we have to keep our eyes on God and keep our eyes in the Word. And I think that's the only solution there is. Too many times we think, oh, this guy's going to change you that. But God is the answer. God made us. He gave us a book, you know, to read. And uh, we just need to stay on top of it. And... You know what? The other part is, let's get involved. Do what you can. This is our future, the future of our kids, the future of America. Do what's right. You know, put God first, your family, and our and the future of our country. Forget your, you know, political parties and stuff like that. But again, it's uh, it's just the way it is. But sometimes you have to work. You have to vote for the lesser of the two evils. True, but but, uh, but at the same time, like you were saying, when you die. Is the first thing Jesus, out of Jesus' mouth, is he going to ask you, 
Uh, what'd you think of that Biden president? What'd you think of him? Is he going to ask exactly. opinions on all that stupidity? No, no, you're absolutely right. That's all burned up. It's gone. It's got nothing to do with anything. Yeah, yeah. thank God and for that. You know what? Yeah, I, I like to say, sometimes I get overly crazy about some of that stuff, and I'm like, whoa, back off. Exactly. Yes, yeah, maintain the peace. I, Otherwise, the devil laughs and wins. Amen. Yeah. All right, brother, keep it up. God all right, you. thank you. Take care. We got a call at 833-707-7900. Who's this? Hey, morning, it's Joe. It's happening. Yeah, so uh, it, it's an, you know what? It's an interesting parallel. Um, you know, we have jails and stuff like that. You know, you break the law. Depending on how you break the law, you go before the judge. Judge, you know, a righteous judge upholds the law, carries out the sentence, the just punishment, et cetera, et cetera. It's not always righteous, um, but go ahead. Well, they should be, right? Uh, but there is one judge who is righteous, who created the law. Ah, yeah, that's where you're going. Yeah, so exactly. So, you know, if you look at that, we're all lawbreakers in God's eyes. We're all heading to an eternal prison, if you will. But the amazing thing is the judge himself loves us so much, he upholds his law that says, you know, the soul that sins, it must die. He takes the punishment for us. You know, he takes our place on the cross that we deserve, the death sentence. Jesus Christ paid it all when we repent of sin, put our faith in Jesus because what he did. Then we become children of God. We're promised eternal life. So in that sense, we're all guilty. There's so many of us, like Paul said, like you said, it's so easy to go down the wrong path in life. But again... The bigger picture, the spiritual picture, is we are all guilty. We need a Savior. That's Jesus. I agree 100%. And Jesus will be fair. I mean, in his judgments, you're not going to say, oh, that wasn't fair. Oh, that guy got ripped off. Oh, I didn't get what I deserved, or I didn't even do that. And there's not going to be any babbling, all right? It's going to be clear that Jesus is our judge at the end of time. He wants us to go his way. He wants to help us in any way that he can. And if you don't take that advice and go his way, well, there's repercussions. And you're not going to have a defense lawyer trying to uh, get you a lesser sentence. It ain't going to happen that way. Right, exactly. And actually, you know, in the book of First uh, John, I believe it is, it's called Jesus, our advocate, our, our lawyer as well. So, you know... Uh, He's the judge, he's the lawyer, but he's also, like I said, the, the, the Savior who takes our place in prison, if you will, took the death penalty for us. That's how much he loves us. Can I rely on you to defend me? Can I rely on you to defend me in the end? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Thanks for the call. All right, let me squeeze this one in here. Read the Bible. That's all I talk about is read the Bible. Get connected and convicted. Read the Bible. Right now I'm confused and nothing makes sense. Anxiety sets in, becoming more and more tense. Which way should I turn? What should I do? I really need help between me and you. I just don't understand the way things are. The answers to my questions seem so far. Man's mental capabilities are not enough Struggling through life can really be rough. Asking people advice just never pays. 
giving me direction in 10 different ways. All these self-help books prove to be worthless, money-making schemes leaving me penniless. I have found guidance in a special book. To stop the misery, all you need to do is look. For the way we live, we are held liable. What we need to do is read the Bible. All right, and I'm going to read one more. Keep holy the Sabbaths. That's uh, Sunday. It's one, it's one of the Ten Commandments. Keep holy the Sabbath day. So I still think it's important, don't you? Keep holy the Sabbath as a sign between me and you to show that I am the Lord your God. What do we do different on this day? Sleep late, watch football, and lay around? We know Jesus himself went to the temple to pray. It takes an effort and commitment to go to church, to worship God and give thanks, to pray together as an extended family where we find favor with God as we move, as we move up the ranks. We are told to break bread and drink wine to do this in remembrance of me. We listen to God's instruction to become stronger in order to see. Be extra generous and give on the Sabbath. Honor it by not following your ways. Delight in the Lord as your batteries recharge, for it is not you but God whom we praise. Yeah, church church can be a very good thing, a very supportive thing. I don't think it's necessarily needed. Um, you're not going to get a big demerit. What's more important is a relationship you have with Jesus Christ, treating him as a best friend with the best advice, while all along, naturally, he's uh, God himself. So... Being in touch, connected in, and committed is the most important thing. And as I said, church can help, but church can hurt either. I, I hate the idea of church being confined just to Sunday, and then you don't apply it for the next six, six days. That ain't right. That's not what we want to do, is it? So just keep the overall perspective once again. All right? All right. I want to thank everybody once again for listening and calling. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you, and we will definitely see you again. W-A-E-B, Allentown. Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.